My boyfriend secretly organizes a surprise wedding for the two of us, tricking me into coming to what I thought was a party, only to then find all of my family, friends, and acquaintances gather together to watch me marry my boyfriend right there on the spot. And after I turned him down in front of everyone, I'm being called the biggest jerk in the world. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Last week, I was invited to a supposedly fancy party by my longtime boyfriend. We had been dating for five years, and while we had discussed marriage before, there were no immediate plans for a wedding. Excited about the event, I dressed up in my best attire, and I arrived at the designated venue. As I entered the grand hall, I was completely taken aback to see all of our family, friends, and acquaintances gathered together, eagerly waiting. It turns out my boyfriend had orchestrated an elaborate surprise wedding for us without my knowledge. Everyone erupted into applause as I stood there, shocked and completely overwhelmed. I just felt a mix of emotions. While I love my boyfriend and had dreamed of our future together, the idea of getting married without any prior discussion or consent felt like a complete breach of trust. So I pulled my boyfriend aside and I tried to express my concerns and reservations about the surprise wedding. I explained that I wanted a say in the planning process, to be part of the decision making, and to have the chance to prepare mentally and emotionally for such a significant milestone in our lives. However, my boyfriend dismissed my concerns, saying that he thought it would be a romantic gesture and that I would be thrilled. In that moment, I faced a difficult choice. Go along with a surprise wedding, putting on a smile despite feeling unsettled, or stand up for my autonomy and voice my true feelings. I ultimately made the decision not to proceed with the surprise wedding, much to the disappointment and confusion of our guests. Now, I find myself at odds with my boyfriend, as well as our families and even some of our friends, who believe that I overreacted and spoiled a beautiful moment. However, I firmly believe that a marriage should be a joint decision, with open communication and shared expectations. Everyone's excuse for this is that I have always talked about getting married to my boyfriend. And again, the problem isn't marrying him. The problem is not having any say in my wedding. My boyfriend thought I would appreciate it, because I always spoke about how stressful planning a wedding must be. Yes, I think it's stressful, but I still like planning one. After this whole ordeal, everyone asked if my boyfriend and I were ending things, in which I replied no. I emphasized towards them and my boyfriend I still wanted to marry him, and most of them feel like this makes me more of a jerk since I just wasted a perfectly fine wedding. Now, for some further context about me, I love surprises. It's a thing everyone has known about me that I enjoy. My boyfriend knowing that about me, and the fact that I wanted to marry him, and that I had said that wedding planning was stressful, thought that a surprise wedding would be perfect. A surprise engagement is bland, because it will always be a surprise, but not a wedding. He threw this wedding for the surprise, but explained how in a couple of days, we could do a courthouse wedding to make it legal. This was his only way to surprise me. I love spontaneity, but legal marriage or not, I wanted to say in my wedding. I wanted to choose a perfect date. I wanted to choose my bridesmaids, to pick out my cake and all this other stuff. Again, due to these thoughts, everyone thinks I'm the jerk because I could have just gone along with the party and do the real legal wedding later on. But again, I felt blindsided and so confused. So I left and now I seriously don't know what to do. This is insane. Who in their right mind would think that surprising someone with a wedding would be a good idea? Like seriously, that is unbelievably crazy to me. Look, I like surprise things just like anybody else. If someone had a surprise birthday party for me or like a surprise gift that I always wanted, that would be awesome. Like that would be really cool. It wouldn't totally affect everything that I do with my life, but I would still really 
really enjoy it. This, on the other hand, was not that. This was not a birthday party. This wasn't like a surprise vacation or something like that. This was him basically saying, hey, guess what? We're getting married. And sure, maybe he had good intentions, but seriously, who was helping him plan this? Did none of them seriously think this would be a bad idea and that this might flop as quickly as it's trying to happen? A wedding and getting married is not something that you're going to surprise on somebody and they're suddenly just going to be okay with it. That's a very big decision. So I'm personally on the side of the original poster. In no universe is it okay for your boyfriend to suddenly be like, oh, we're getting married right now. Like they weren't even engaged in the first place. Like this is nuts to me. A marriage is a partnership, but your boyfriend decided to change that and instead decided to try and make this an ambush. And that in and of itself is unbelievably disrespectful. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Am I the Jerk for not pushing my family to include my fiance in the Christmas card photos for this year? Here's what happened. So I'm a 37-year-old male, and I am engaged to my 31-year-old female fiance, and we're planning on getting married at the end of this year. My family takes a Christmas card photo every year, usually around big events like graduations or parties when everyone is together, which honestly isn't super often. Years ago, my mom instituted a not-until-you're-married policy to including significant others in photos, and applied that rule to my brother when he was dating and engaged to his now wife. My fiance has had significant issues with this. Last year, when the family took photos shortly after she and I were engaged, she directed many snide comments to me about how excluded she feels. This year, she flatly refused to drive with me to a family graduation, saying how hurt and excluded she felt by this policy since we are getting married this year and the card is coming out the year that we are getting married. I've tried to explain that this isn't our card. This isn't our right to tell others who can or cannot be on the card. And we could always have our own card to start our own tradition. She's made several comments around how surprised she is that I haven't stood up to her to my mother. Even telling me that she's discussed the issue with others and they are also surprised that I wouldn't take a stand with my mother on this. She also made a point multiple times of saying, good, less time to spend on photos with them at the wedding. Implying a tit-for-tat response to this policy. So honestly, am I the jerk for not pushing my family to include my fiancé in the Christmas card photos this year? Your fiancé is being unreasonable. She really doesn't understand that there might be some kind of tradition that just doesn't include her. Like seriously, she needs to get over herself. She is being very selfish and being very unfair when it comes to what's happening on this stupid Christmas card. And it's just that. It's just a Christmas card. It is not the end-all be-all of opportunities in this family. And the best part about it is that now that you're getting married, you can then get on the Christmas card next year. Like seriously, what is the problem here? She's being petty for literally no reason, and it seems like she's angry that this is all not about her. And that's not fair for anyone in the slightest. Literally, this tradition has been going on for years. And I personally think your mom is very smart for having that policy, because your fiancé could very well become your ex-fiancé like overnight. It isn't the first time that's happened, and I personally would not want to try to explain to other family members as to why that is no longer the case. Like, that literally sounds like a mess, and I don't blame her for saying no. You need to be married if you want to get in the picture. And also, it's not like your mom made this rule new just for your fiancé. It literally is something that's happened for every single sibling and every single person in that family. Like, this rule was enacted before she was even a part of this family. So no, you're not the jerk. Your fiancé's being weird, and honestly, she just needs to get over herself. I attempted to set a boundary with my sister, informing her that I don't want her coming along with me on a cross-country trip when I move out this fall. And now, as a result, I'm being guilt-tripped by my entire family, all because 
because I'm trying to maintain my own personal peace by excluding my sister and riding along with me. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So I'm a 27-year-old female with four siblings and I'm the oldest. I have recently moved back home for the summer during a career transition and my new position begins in the fall. During my time back home, I'm having trouble forgiving my family and continuing a relationship when in the past it has really hurt me, specifically my sister who's 26 years old. And this deals specifically with a move. I am moving across the country in the fall and would like some help with the move. I asked my mom to help because she is supportive, she's helpful, and wasn't physically available growing up because of work. So I recognize this effort would be healing for the both of us. The last time I moved across the country, which was about two and a half years ago, I asked my father and my sister to help out. And honestly, it was terrible. My father didn't help at all and instead used it as time for vacation. And my sister lashed out at me the entire trip. At one point in her anger, she almost got us into a car accident. When she's upset, she'll drive recklessly with us in the car. One winter to punish me, she made me sit in the back with the windows open and refused to roll them up so I would freeze. That's how bad she can get. I understand that she was sad about me moving across the country and the way she expressed it was through anger. I mean, it is tough to process a family member transitioning into a new phase of life that doesn't include you, but it wasn't okay. I essentially was taking care of two people while single-handedly managing my move across the country. It was exhausting and traumatic. I was processing a cross-country move to a place I knew no one and some support would have been nice. So this time around, I just want my mom to come along. In my planning for this move, my sister asked why she can't come to help me move, so I decided to just be honest with her. I said to her that the last time you came along, it wasn't helpful, and it made a hard process even harder. And in my frustration, I said, you're not helpful. Now, I shouldn't have said that last part. It was not nice, and it came from resentment. My sister has made significant strides in her self-improvement since the first time I moved, but I am scared to include her in this life change, especially since six months ago, she threw something at me at Christmas, which is another story in and of itself. Progress is shown in behavior, not her telling me that she's changed all the time. I have, of course, told her she's welcome to visit once I get all moved in, but moving is the boundary I'm setting. I think the decision I've made is the right one, but my parents and my sisters make me feel terrible about it. I apologize to my sister about the comment, but she has never apologized for how she behaved when I first moved. Instead, her response to why I did not ask her to come along was to say to me, sorry that I'm toxic and terrible then. Now, if she had simply stated, I know I behaved out of line last time, I'm sorry, but this time, I'm making strides to do better, and I would like to come along to show you that. I would have been okay with including her, but her response showed me that there is still room for improvement. My parents say that I should forget about it because I think too hard about how people treat me. I mean, am I being too harsh with my sister? Am I being vindictive, or am I setting a boundary? What should I do? Honestly, it doesn't sound like you're being vindictive at all. Like, your sister very clearly has some toxic traits about her, and it sounds like you don't want to deal with that on a cross-country move. And that, in my opinion, is completely reasonable. I mean, what, six months ago, she threw something at you at Christmas? That kind of behavior is super inappropriate. And from the sounds of it, it really looks like it's because she's being toxic, and she's being very disrespectful to you and everybody else around her. So I don't think that's your fault at all. Sure, your sister has made a lot of strides to be better and to do better in general, but it doesn't sound like she's completely there. So you saying, no, I don't want you to come along on this cross-country trip is not completely unreasonable. That's going to be a long trip. Can you imagine dealing with her trying to throw things around after like hour four? Not to mention the incident where she kept all the windows down and forced you to deal with all this cold weather as the wind blows in. Like, that's just crazy. 
crazy. So personally, if she wants to help out, she can help things get packed up and she can at least be supportive in that way. But in my opinion, it seems like you're making the right decision by being honest with her and saying, you know what? I don't want you coming along because this trip is already hard enough. And the last thing you need is your sister unintentionally making that trip even harder. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm convinced that my upstairs neighbor is stealing my Amazon packages. And today, as I was waiting outside for one to be delivered, I screamed at him in a fit of rage. And now I feel horribly embarrassed, and I don't know if I was the jerk in that situation. Here's what happened. So about six months ago, we moved into a new apartment. It's a house with three apartments inside of it. Two on one floor and one in the basement. We reside in the basement apartment, and there is a guy in the middle. But besides that, no one else is in the house. We ordered some curtains and some stuff from Amazon and had it shipped to the house. So the day of the delivery came and I ran up to the porch and I couldn't find the packages. I knocked on the door and the guy answered. I explained who I was and before I got another word out, he said to me, I didn't steal no package. Now at that point, I didn't even say anything about a package. So I just nod and I ask if he saw anything or if his camera did. He shook his head and said, that camera ain't working just for show. So I left and chalked it up to a mistake or something. We got our money back from Amazon and ordered again and had it shipped to my mom's house instead. Now we decided to do that until my girlfriend's daughter accidentally had a package sent to the house. I watched the tracking like a hawk and as I saw that it was delivered I broke my neck to get to the porch but still no package was there. I was frustrated. I racked away and kicked one of the house trash cans. I had a guess and I looked into the trash for the package. Maybe the delivery driver put it in the trash. While I was looking the guy came out and said to me Oh you looking for another package? I closed the lid and he literally said to me I didn't take this one either. At that point I just about lost it. I went back to the apartment and I almost cried from anger. The next day the town's Facebook page was going crazy. Someone had stolen an autistic kid's bike from in one of the local diners. The kid is well known around town so everybody and every business checked their cameras and caught the jerk in the act. And guess what? It was the guy who lives above me. The one who didn't steal my packages. So that brings me to yesterday when I accidentally shipped something to the house. I didn't know that PayPal changes the shipping address. I went up there and I waited for the package. He comes out and stares at me and says, what are you doing? I say to him, I'm waiting for a package since I can't trust anyone on this street. Well, I didn't steal your packages. Yeah, just like you didn't steal a bike, I mutter to myself. He threw a fit and told me to get off of his porch. At that point, I lost it. All the anger boiled up and came out. I called him a useless piece of garbage, that he was the worst human being in town. I was so angry, all my words came out in loud, shrill screams. But he just said that he didn't steal nothing over and over again. Then I went back to the basement feeling embarrassed. So honestly, am I the jerk for screaming at this guy? Your neighbor sounds like a nightmare. Can you imagine trying to get something shipped to your address only to then have this dirtbag come down and scoop it up? Like that neighbor sounds incredibly sketchy. And while you don't have definitive, obvious evidence that this guy stole your packages, I think it can definitely be in 
inferred that he probably did it. I mean, this guy blatantly stole some kid's bicycle. Who's to say that he wouldn't steal your Amazon packages before they get to your house? I don't know. It just seems super obvious, but it's one of those where you're like, ah, I don't have proof. So no, I don't blame you for being upset. In my opinion, I absolutely think this guy was stealing your packages and he was probably more annoyed that you were out there before he could get there to try and steal it again. Also, if I was in your shoes, I would be talking to the landlord. I would say to them, hey, this is like the third time this has happened and I'm pretty sure it's this guy. And then maybe request to have some kind of like camera system set up. I don't know, something to try and mitigate this guy stealing your stuff. You can also conveniently inform the landlord that this guy straight up stole somebody's bike. But either way, this guy is super sketchy and his attitude really does suck. So I don't blame you for getting angry at this guy in the slightest. My friend sent me a screenshot of an active and verified Tinder profile of my boyfriend. And now I seriously don't know what to do. So a friend of mine sent some screenshots of a Tinder profile that had an active badge, meaning the profile was online in the past two hours and it was verified as well. The profile had a bunch of photos of my boyfriend and when I asked him about that, he swore it's a fake profile, saying it's not the first time to find a fake profile with his pictures on it. And he also said he deleted his Tinder account a long time ago. I found out that the profile was last online three kilometers away from his house, which is quite far even for an inaccurate GPS. Anyways, I found all of this weird because verified profiles require selfies with specific gestures. The profile also had a lot of his real hobbies and personality traits, as well as his college courses, his profession, and a lot of other intimate details. If the profile is really a fake one, it was created by someone who definitely knows him. Now, things got a little worse. I asked him to download Tinder and log in with his account. To me, he would download it and show that he doesn't have an account. Or, if he did, it was inactive, and that the other one was indeed fake. However, he denied me this, saying that relationships are based on trust, and that I had to trust him. Especially because it's not the first time that I suspected him, as well as getting proven wrong. And he was getting tired of having to prove things to me. Now, I don't know what to do. I love him, and I want to trust him, but the profiles are very convincing. There are so many photos, a perfect description of him and his hobbies, the account is verified, etc. He could have just showed me the account and shut me up entirely, but instead he came at me with this talk about trust. The only thing he did was showing me that all the photos that the profile had were all available on his Instagram at some point, meaning that someone could have used them at some point. Another behavior that I found weird was that he wasn't even bothered about the verified fake profile using his photos. I mean, he's not even going to get upset about this. I offered him to help find the fake profile and he didn't show any interest at all. What would you do in this situation? Should I ignore this and just blindly trust him? Or is something more happening? What should I do? The original poster actually has an update to this story. They further clarified that the profile existed for at least six months, which is a very hard achievement for a fake profile. And they say that they know this because a friend already chatted with that profile in January. And also, apparently right after they left their boyfriend's house, the profile suddenly got deleted and the original poster was amazed by this. I mean, what a coincidence after all. A six-month-old fake profile got deleted the exact same day they confronted their boyfriend about it. The original poster then goes on to say the following. Well, I broke up with him. As this was the only option, no matter how I tried to find a way to defend and forgive him, it hurt so much because I helped him with so many things. We spent all this time together, and if he was trustworthy, this relationship would have gone so far. If he was the person I thought he was, I would have married him. Now I am just alone. I have always been a lonely person with few friends, and he was 
by far my best friend. Now, one of the reasons his trust talk may not be entirely BS is because I already suspected him two or three times in the previous months. And in one of them, I demanded to read his Instagram DMs, but he refused after I started reading some of the messages. In another one, I shamefully created a fake profile just to test him. So he has been asking for trust for quite a while. On the one hand, it's clear to me that my past suspicions and my paranoia may not have been so crazy and paranoid like I have been accused of. Yes, I have trust issues and I'm going to see a therapist, but at the same time, I blindly loved him. And even so, I was never able to fully trust him, no matter how hard I tried. I never had even 20% of this difficulty on trusting any of my ex-boyfriends. What makes me so mad is that he didn't admit that the profile was his. He truly thinks that I'm 100% a fool. At this point, I don't know if he was using me for some kind of financial advantage or if he just wanted to be with me to show off to his friends. All the while, he's going around behind my back with other people. I will honestly never know. The only possibility of it being fake is if the fake is owned by one of his friends and his friend deleted the profile right after my friend messaged the profile. This is all so frustrating and I seriously don't know what to do. I mean, honestly, it kind of seems like this was his profile. That is such a crazy coincidence to be completely honest. You confront your boyfriend on that day and then once you leave, the profile gets deleted. That's either crazy circumstances or he really was hiding this from you and he didn't want you to know about it. It's weird to me. Like, if this guy really cared about you, he could have easily just logged into Tinder and shown you and been like, look, it's not me. I don't have this profile. I would never do that to you. Or something along those lines. That doesn't seem like an unreasonable thing to at least show, hey, I'm being faithful here. I haven't done anything nefarious and I wouldn't do that. But he straight up refused to do that. I know if I was the original poster's boyfriend in this situation, I would make the simple step of just logging into Tinder just to show my partner that no, it's not me. But his unwillingness to do that is really suspicious to me. So truly, I'm sorry that you had to deal with this. This doesn't sound like a fun situation to be stuck in. And it doesn't help that your now ex-boyfriend was incredibly resistant to trying to find some kind of solution to this. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.